Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 28 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bandt. Now that we are 28 episodes in, I feel like you guys are warmed up and ready to learn about emotional childhood. If you have just found my podcast and started with this exact episode for some reason, Fear not. The concept of emotional childhood isn't too advanced, so you'll definitely be able to keep up. Emotional childhood is the biggest and the only reason for any grumpiness in any relationship. It's the root cause of all of it, and learning about this concept can be life-changing if you open up to it and embrace what it means for you in your life. The first thing I want you to know is that emotional childhood and emotional adulthood is not linear the same way our actual childhood and adulthood is. When it comes to our age and biological development and maturity, we're first children and then we become adults. There's no going back once that has happened. Emotional childhood and adulthood is something that we can switch in between at the blink of an eye. It's about how we perceive the world, how we relate to our own emotions, and what we blame versus take responsibility for. Most adults live in emotional childhood their entire lives, because that is how we are taught to relate to our emotions from a very young age. If you are operating in emotional childhood, That doesn't mean anything about your maturity level or that you're in any way underdeveloped as an adult. It's not an insult to say that someone is in emotional childhood. It's just a way of thinking that can be coached on and you can be guided or guide yourself into emotional adulthood if that is something that you want to do. And hopefully this episode will sell you on that concept. So the most simple explanation of emotional childhood is that you are not taking responsibility for how you feel. A lot of the symptoms of emotional childhood are very similar to actual childhood. Things like self-pity or temper tantrums and a lot of frustration commonly occurs. When we are in emotional childhood, Just as children, we are very dependent on other people or other things to solve our emotions for us. We look to our partner, our parents, co-workers or bosses or bank accounts to make us feel better when we don't like the way we feel. And we are also very dependent on other people for our positive emotions as well. In emotional childhood, we are externally focused and we search for the cause of our emotions outside of us. It's like, crap, I feel a way I don't want to feel, time to go find the reason, and then we look at the outside world to try to pinpoint why we feel the way we do. There's also a lot of blame involved in emotional childhood. They hurt my feelings. They didn't do it the way I wanted them to. They didn't hire me. They didn't make me feel loved. Everyone and everything else gets blamed for how we feel. The problem with this approach 
is that then the outside world has to solve our emotional pain for us. Just like I mentioned earlier, we are very dependent on others to fix how we feel. The biggest reason why emotional childhood becomes a problem is that we are completely powerless in a situation like that. We are constantly living at the effect of the outside world since the outside world is what creates our emotions and it's in our emotional life that we create the entire experience of our lives. So if the outside world that is out of our control controls our emotions, no wonder we feel powerless because we are. When we are in emotional childhood, our way of dealing with the feeling of being powerless is to try to control the outside world and to seek instant gratification from anything external, anything that can solve how we feel and make us feel better. This becomes a very destructive cycle, especially in relationships. And I think a lot of you guys know what that's like. Now, you might also have experienced a situation where you are feeling bad, you ask your partner to start or stop doing something that you are blaming your emotions on, and then you feel better once they start or stop doing the thing. Basically, what you did there was blame the circumstance for your emotions, you then changed the circumstance, And then you gave the new and improved circumstance credit for you feeling better. When this happens, it's very easy to collect evidence for why emotional childhood is actually how the world works. The thing made me sad, the thing changed, now I'm happy. But what you're missing in that situation is that it's not actually the change of the thing that changed your emotions. Your thoughts actually changed when the circumstance changed. And when your thoughts change, so do your feelings. Sometimes we can actually change the circumstance and we don't have to do any of the hard work on our thoughts in order to feel better. Like you can ask your partner to stop doing the thing and then they stop doing it and you feel better and you move on with your life. But what you're missing out on there is a chance for you to actually be in emotional adulthood and take responsibility for your emotions before changing the circumstance that you're in. Is this wrong? No, of course not. This is what most people do all of the time. They end relationships, they quit jobs, they start new projects instead of finishing the old ones, and so on. But in the long run, what this leads to is that you train your brain to function in emotional childhood more and more, and you gather up as much evidence for it as you can. So then one day, when you run into a circumstance that you cannot change, like an illness or being fired or someone passing away, and then if you're in emotional childhood, You're doomed to feeling awful because the circumstance itself is out of your control. And the circumstance is what you are blaming for how you feel. Now, let's take a look at emotional adulthood. And then I'll get back to this topic of entering emotional adulthood before changing a circumstance and why it matters. 
emotional adulthood is the opposite of emotional childhood, as you can imagine. In emotional childhood, we expect the world outside of us to change so that we can feel better. In emotional adulthood, we take full responsibility for every single emotion that passes through our bodies at any given time. Remember, we experience our entire lives through emotions. We fear the things we fear because of how we think they might make us feel. We want the things we want because of how we think they will make us feel. All experiences we have, we experience through our emotions. That's why emotions are so important. So learning the skill of functioning in emotional adulthood is going to give us control of how we experience our entire lives. So in emotional adulthood, we take ownership and responsibility for our emotions. A very important distinction there and an argument that often comes up is that I shouldn't have to take responsibility for another person being disrespectful or rude towards me. And that is true. We never take responsibility for another person's actions. But we still get to take complete ownership of how we feel when they do what they do. No one else can make us feel anything without our participation, without a thought running through our minds about what they said. People can say and do literally anything they want, and it can never make us feel a certain way unless we have a thought about it that makes us feel that way. And remember, we're talking about emotions now, not physical harm or pain. An example of this that I literally just thought of is, like, yes, other people can cause us physical pain or physical harm, but even the act of causing physical pain does not generate emotional pain until we have a thought about it. Example, if someone slaps you and you don't like that, you might be scared or upset or furious about it. But if you're into like BDSM, for example, you're probably not going to be scared or upset if someone slaps you somewhere on your body. So that just goes to show that the action of a slap does not generate the emotion in your body It's your thoughts about the slap that does. So a slap can either turn you on or make you terrified and upset. So physical pain can be caused by other people. Emotional pain or just any emotion cannot. So with that said, owning our emotions is not the same as always feeling happy no matter what anyone else is saying or doing. If someone says something to us, it's okay to feel hurt or disrespected. But the difference is that we fully acknowledge that our emotions are coming from our thoughts that we are having, not from what they are doing or saying. Emotions coming from optional thoughts is not the same as emotions being invalid, 
Emotions don't have to come from the other person or the world around us in order for them to be valid or real. That's another very, very common misconception and argument that people use against this concept. They're like, oh, so just because my emotions come from my thoughts, I'm just making everything up and I'm just supposed to be happy all the time and be delusional and never feel bad. No. We need to learn to validate all of our emotions when we want to and be intentional about it. We're going to want to feel crappy emotions every now and then, depending on what's going on in the world around us. And that is something that we have the right to do. In emotional adulthood, we always look internally for the answers to why we feel the way we do. We question what we are thinking and what we're making things mean that make us feel that way. No more looking to the outside world to explain it or solve it for us. What happens when we are in emotional adulthood is that we are in full control of how we feel. We are 100% in our own power compared to the lack of power in emotional childhood. The reason we have so much more power in emotional adulthood is that we're not relying on the external world for our positive emotions and we're not blaming the external world for our negative emotions. We own it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mentioned earlier that when in emotional childhood, we seek instant gratification to solve our emotions. We're constantly on the hunt for a solution to how we feel, and we pick whatever will work in the moment to make us feel better, whether that is ending the relationship, or quitting the job, or procrastinating, or watching Netflix instead of working on things, and so on. In emotional adulthood, we're actually able to delay gratification and actually take action that creates the long-term results we want, even if we have to go through discomfort to get there. In emotional childhood, everything is very reactive to what's going on around us and inside of us, which activates the more primitive part of our brains that just wants to seek pleasure and avoid pain at all costs. When we're in emotional adulthood, we access the more evolved prefrontal cortex that can plan ahead and see that the ultimate goal we desire comes through some discomfort and temporary pain. In the beginning of this episode, I said that emotional childhood is the core root cause of relationship grumpiness. Grumpiness is an emotion that is very immature and kind of childish, just like self-pity and temper tantrums. In a couple of my most recent episodes, I've talked about the manual, which is basically the instructions that we have for other people that they need to follow so that we get to feel the way we want to feel. When we function in emotional childhood, other people are responsible for how we feel, so it's just natural to create this instruction manual for them so that they can make us feel good with their behavior. But other people are, generally speaking, pretty shit at following our manuals correctly because they are adult individuals with free will to do whatever they want, which leads to a lot of negative emotions for us. One of the first episodes I made, episode number three, is called, When is it okay to be grumpy? And the answer to that question is always, it's always okay to have any emotion you want. It's always okay to be grumpy. 
But a distinction I want to make that is more so my personal opinion and interpretation, more so than any kind of relationship coaching rule, is that either you're grumpy from a place of emotional childhood or you have chosen a negative emotion about something on purpose and you own it completely and validate it for yourself. And that is not something that I call grumpiness. For example, when your partner says they're going out with friends and you start having thoughts about them not spending enough time with you or them preferring to spend time with friends and you get grumpy because of those thoughts, you feel angry at your partner, you feel sorry for yourself and you blame what they're doing for how you feel. Typical grumpy situation and you're probably taking that grumpiness out on your partner as well. But if your partner says that they're going out with friends and you're not allowed to come because you embarrass them in front of their friends and your partner just doesn't want you there and you have thoughts about that that make you feel disrespected, that's not really grumpiness. If you acknowledge that you're having thoughts about not wanting to be treated that way by your partner and you stand behind those thoughts and your feelings and you validate them for yourself, you are in control you are in your power to respond as your highest self, that's total emotional adulthood. And I don't personally believe that grumpiness and emotional adulthood go together. It's either grumpiness in emotional childhood or intentional thoughts and emotions, positive or negative, in emotional adulthood. I really hope that distinction between the two makes sense. This is why I think the concept of emotional childhood and adulthood is so important on the topic of grumpiness in relationships. If you're feeling or acting grumpy, odds are you're operating in emotional childhood and would benefit from shifting your focus and taking full responsibility for how you feel and what you're thinking that is making you feel that way. And then you choose how to proceed from there if you want to adjust the way you think and feel or if you don't and you still want to own those emotions. To wrap up this episode, I want to go back to what I spoke about earlier. The concept of changing circumstances to feel better. When it's appropriate to change the circumstance and when it might be beneficial to change your thoughts and feelings before changing the circumstance you're in. Let's get the most obvious example out of the way first. If you're in a circumstance where you're in actual danger and it's a risk to your health or your life... You're going to want to change the circumstance before you start working on your thoughts about it. Your health and safety is always the number one priority. So don't interpret this concept as an encouragement to stay in unsafe situations. But if we look at some other less serious situations, such as an unhappy relationship or you being unhappy at your workplace... This is a great time to practice emotional adulthood before changing the circumstance itself. When you're in a relationship and you're unhappy for whatever reason, whether it's your partner and what they do, them not following your manual, you feeling or not feeling the way you want to, odds are you're in emotional childhood and you're giving your partner or the relationship all the credit or blame for your emotions. And it's very common in that case to just end the relationship and move on because you think the cause of your emotions was your partner and not your brain. Because remember, when you end the relationship, your brain comes with you. 
But when certain circumstances change, your thoughts might change as well. In a scenario like this, it is beneficial to you, your growth, and your future relationships to be able to step into emotional adulthood and take full ownership of how you feel. That doesn't mean you stay in the relationship necessarily. Now, you might realize that you want to stay in the relationship once you stop expecting your partner to manage your emotional life for you, but it's perfectly fine if you don't. Leaving is always an option that's available to you. But before you leave, if you can get to a place where you're happy and content because of how you're managing your thoughts and emotions, you can leave the relationship in an empowered way where you're not full of blame and judgment of the other person. You can leave because you want to, not because you have to in order to feel differently in your life. Leaving a job or a relationship because you want to is a much more empowering thing to do than leaving or ending a relationship with a partner or someone else in your life because you're running from how you think they're making you feel. You don't have to run from anything in your life. If you can accept the fact that your emotional life is an inside job, it all happens inside of you. And when you no longer need to run from the outside world and how you think it makes you feel, you're then free to move towards the things you want in life instead of away from the things you don't want, knowing that your happiness and all of your emotions come from within. My teacher calls this concept, love it before you leave it. And the reason we do this is to work out the muscle of emotional adulthood and to strengthen our ability to take full ownership of how we feel so that the next job or the next relationship isn't burdened with the responsibility to make us happy. So whenever you find yourself blaming others for how you feel, thinking circumstances in the world make you feel the way you do, looking externally for a solution so that you can feel better, and expecting others to follow your manuals for them, you're in emotional childhood and you're completely powerless. When you instead take ownership of how you make yourself feel, realize that your feelings come from your thoughts, intentionally choose your thoughts and feelings, even the negative ones, and give other people responsibility back for their thoughts, feelings, and actions, you are in emotional adulthood and you're in your full power. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you feel like you're struggling with being in emotional childhood and you would like to learn more about how to apply emotional adulthood to your life, I'm here to help. This is a huge part of the work that I do with my one-on-one clients. Go to getrinbarnt.com forward slash apply to apply for a 60-minute consultation and we'll discuss your situation and figure out a game plan to achieve the results that you want in your relationship. getrinbarnt.com forward slash apply. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.